1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio.
0: 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.
1: It one thirty-three in Edmonton. Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Bob's back tomorrow. Should be joined by uh, a good friend Louis DeBrusque on that show as well. Uh, gotta tell you that the text line is 630-630. That's our Heartland Ford text line, not your small town dealership. With a huge new state-of-the-art facility, experience the difference of Heartland Ford. And I've been, uh, I've been neglecting the text line today, but in all honesty it's been intermittent. I'm getting them in groups, so apologies for that. But right now, please to be joined on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline by former edmonton oiler ross perkins ross i appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule my friend how's it going Very good, Brennan, thanks for having me. Absolutely, so one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on here is because it is Patriots Day down in the States, of course the 18-year anniversary of the September 11th terror attacks and unfortunately as part of that the Oilers family lost uh, Garnett ace Bailey. Now I understand he was was a personal friend of yours uh, from your early playing days, so maybe you could just shed some light on that relationship.
0: I sure could. Uh, Ace and I played together actually for three years with the Oil Kings uh, back in, well, I guess 64 to 67, and became very good friends. As a matter of fact, our last year with the Oil Kings, we actually billeted together, and uh, when the terror attacks uh, happened, I know we were all uh, in definite pain, uh, wishing Ace the best, and I can still see, I know a number of us have talked from time to time, and couldn't understand if that uh, if Ace had been aware of what was going on, he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have gone easily in that plane. I know that. So where can I ask where you were? How you found out that he was involved in that? Uh, as a matter of fact, at that time I was uh, on a conference in Orlando, Florida, of all places. I was working for Petro Canada at the time, and we had gone down there on a software conference, and we were in our general meetings and when the uh meetings took a break and showed the planes hitting the, the towers and it was oh very shortly after that i think that same day that we understood that ace was in the in one of the planes and uh we were uh, basically all in shock at that time, yeah. So just to provide a little background for those who don't know he
1: he did spend a year as a player with the Oilers and and it was the 78-79 season if I remember correctly and he did take uh, young Wayne Gretzky under his wing that was the last year of the WHA's Oilers but Ross, then he moved into more of a scouting role which he carried with the Oilers through the the dynasty years and then moved on to, uh, at the time of his death, he was the director of pro scouting for Los Angeles so he was a, a not only a good player, but an intelligible
0: hockey mind as well. Oh, very much so. Uh, He grew up with hockey, uh, coming out of of Lloyd Minster. I I grew up in Wainwright, so we kind of had connected in in minor hockey days as well. Uh, When we ended up with the Oil Kings, it was kind of like old home week there. And then uh, as he moved on through the hockey wars, uh, winning, I believe, winning a Stanley Cup with Boston, or two of them with Boston, and being part of their... Great group of players that uh, that turned out of there. He became a, a very good hockey mind, and I I was gone from the Oilers before Ace got to uh, to the WHA. But uh, I understood that he uh, took Wayne under his wing very well and and kind of taught him the ropes of of being a true professional.
1: Now, when you guys played together, if I have this correct, you yourself put up seventy two points, well over a point per game, and Ace had ninety three, so he he could get it done, right? <laughs>
0: that year that was my that was both our last years as a matter of fact brendan and uh, as a matter of fact Galen, Head, Ronnie Walters, and Ace played together on a line that year and uh, were a tremendous line through that hole. That was the first year of, uh, I guess, what they called the Western Canadian Major Junior Hockey League, the year that uh, we went outlaw and were not sanctioned by the Canadian Amateur Hockey Association as a true league and could not even play for the Memorial Cup at that time. But uh, that was Ace. He was always a, a great skater and... A uh, little bit rugged, he could throw the fist with the best of them and uh, score goals because he was so quick. Well, I appreciate
1: you taking some time to uh, to share that story. We've got Ross Perkins on the line, former uh, Edmonton Oiler. Uh, Ross, you're still around the team enough. I don't know that you're directly involved, but certainly I've heard you on pregame shows and that sort of thing. So a lot of turnover this off season for the club, and uh, I, I'm curious about your thoughts on the team bringing in a little more stability with uh, with Holland and Tippett.
0: Well, I guess I'd be as much a fan as I am a, an alumni now. I, I have to respect the the reputation of both Ken Holland and and Dave Tippett because they've been very successful in what they've done. And I think, following what they're trying to, I think put together here now, it, it looks like they've got a plan and and they'll follow it. And uh, it might take a year or two. And I think. Uh, Ken Holland is working with what he's got to work with money wise and player wise to to fill that that bottom six bottom eight role that that we need to support the whole upper cast that we've got going there
1: over your playing career Ross did you see many um, young leadership cores or or was I guess the teams that you were involved in maybe more that veteran voice and and where I'm going with this is you just see it in the maturity of Leon Dreisaitl, and and you talked about the the cap confines well he came out at the golf tournament a couple days ago and said that he He's really impressed with what Ken Holland has done uh, with respect to the cap, and to me, that just meant he's growing up as a player. So, you know, looking back over the years, either as a fan, a player, or what have you, uh, how important is it to have that really mature voice uh, in the room?
0: I think it's very important. I, I think as you mature through the through the hockey world and and play your share of games and and get pushed around, uh, put into different situations, the attitude that you gain and move forward with, and much like you just said about Leon, uh, being able to notice it and be able to understand it now, I think that speaks volumes for, for where they're moving to. And, uh, of course, a lot of these teams uh, try and bring in older, more mature players to help lead the younger boys, and uh, I think that's happening now from within, and they're, they're going on their own. Describe to me, as we've got
1: Ross Perkins on the line right now, a former Edmonton Oiler and now involved with the Sherwood Park Crusaders, so can you just kind of outline what your role is with that team, uh, maybe an advisor, or how would you describe it?
0: Uh, I guess when, two years ago when Kyle approached me, Kyle Chase, the general manager, approached me and he said, would I be interested in being a bit of a, a coach's mentor for for Adam Manna and Jeff Wywitka, the coaches with the Crusaders and I you know I had never done it I, I talked to Billy Moores I know Ken Hitchcock uh, and the way he does things and I went to Billy and I asked him for some direction and uh, I agreed to go with Kyle and I it was a new experience and I really enjoy it I I do what I can offer my advice uh, offer my opinions when I'm asked for and uh, basically a minor small bit with the Crusaders but I do really enjoy it, and Kyle and Adam and Jeff have done a tremendous job with the players they brought in and and moving them through their uh, Crusader system.
1: So this is the other reason I wanted to bring you on because there's you know Carter Guylander, the the young goaltender out of Laduke and out of the Sherwood Park program. He gets drafted in the seventh round to Detroit. Uh, we'll get a thought on him, but. Coming up this year, we've got a young Michael Benning, a young Carter Savoy who tore up the AJHL as rookies. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on their game and how well you think that might translate at the next level.
0: Coming in this year, I think uh, they're right now primed for uh, tremendous things for this coming season. All the other teams now, of course, are going to be well aware of of Michael and Carter and, and be ready to basically try and check them, protect them, uh, whatever it's going to take. But I think they're both very smart hockey players, and uh, they're going to move forward with it anyway. And I know uh, Kyle has found players to complement them, take some of the pressure away from them, and he'll continue to do that. And and the way Adam and Jeff play those players, it – It works for them and I know that's why the Crusaders have been very successful up till now is just being able to uh, use the flexibility that they've got in their lineup to avoid the uh, I guess one-man team if you want to call it that but uh, through Michael and Carter
1: now Michael is a projected second round draft pick what about his game in your opinion enables him to be so successful on the back end
0: I guess he's just alert he's he's smart he's quick uh, he's not big by any means, but uh, he makes the right play at the right time and can move into the play. He's got a good shot. Uh, still very young, of course, for a for a defenseman in this league, but uh, just excellent heads-up player, and uh, uh, he's going to continue to get better.
1: Carter Savoy. Uh, he's a he's almost an enigma, Ross. When I watch him, because it. Nothing that he does necessarily looks super clean or super easy, but he is unbelievably productive. He's a pain for the other teams to play against. A, a thought on him as, as somebody who might go, he's been projected in the third round of this upcoming NHL draft.
0: Carter is, uh, to me, deceptively quick. Uh, he's got a very heavy shot. He gets it away very quickly. Uh, a lot of times he'll be invisible for... Uh, maybe one or two shifts and all of a sudden there he is in front of the net and scoring a goal and he scores from different spots on the ice he's not a uh, big shooter off the wing or anything like that he's around the net at the right places power play he's very elusive kind of gets around in the right places and and gets the passes from either Michael or Irwin or whoever's on the point, and he can rip the puck pretty well. And I think he's he's going to improve. He's getting bigger this year, uh, very steady on his skates now. Last year he seemed to get knocked off his feet a fair bit, and I noticed through training camp and into the exhibitions now much more steady on his feet than doesn't get knocked off so easily. Crusader
1: is, uh, of course, just down the road, or or probably, you know, a focal point of some of our listening audience, anyway. And then when they show up at the at the Sherwood Park Arena, Ross, and they look and see the big six foot five, uh, Detroit Red Wings prospect between the pipes, uh, what 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 can they expect out of him and transitioning back into a starter's role this year?
0: For for Carter, I think Guylander, I I think he's now uh, had the break in period from last year didn't get a lot of games because Matt Berlin was was very strong and solid for the Crusaders but with the uh, guylander now basically having the chance to grab the reins and run with it uh you know I go to practice pretty well every day and and I'm impressed with the way he he fights and battles and to get the in front of the puck all the time. Uh, he's a big man, like you said. I think six foot four, six foot five, whatever it is, and that seems to be the, the trend now for goaltenders into the National Hockey League and any uh, step up uh, level of hockey. But he's quick. Uh, he moves his legs well, and he still covers a lot of the net because of his size. But uh, I'm I'm expecting very good things out of out of Carter, Carter this year. Crusaders take down the North Division
1: last year, Ross. I believe it was 44-14-2 was their record. They're going to be in tough, as they always are, against teams like Spruce Grove, uh, Bonneville, Fort McMurray. They're not going away. So uh, I think this is a a pretty strong contender for the North, but they're going to be pushed by some other teams
0: around here, aren't they? Oh, you know what, the teams don't seem to go backwards at all. All the teams, Spruce Grove, like you mentioned, Fort Mac, you know Bonneville is going to be there. The the coaching and scouting that the league has in place, uh, all the teams seem to be able to find the right players and uh, put them in place and, and definitely put together strong contenders for pushing whatever. I know looking at the crusaders because we haven't seen a lot of teams in the exhibition schedule yet but uh... from here in i think now when we start on friday evening against lloyd minster uh... they're going to have their full lineup ready to go and push hard and we'll basically have to see what the other teams come up with but i know with what kyle has brought in and the way adam and jeff are going to handle it uh... it's going to be a a hard push to catch us i know that
1: ross i really appreciate the time and the stories i hope we can do this again
0: i appreciate it brendan thanks for the offer thank you that is ross
1: perkins former edmonton oiler now uh, uh working part-time anyway with the sherwood park crusaders so it's it's you know we were talking about it with brian lawton it's amazing how the the impact of one tragedy it reaches right across an entire continent across an entire world and so uh you know one of the oilers family lost on that day and another one who uh, who has plenty of good things to say about him. 147 here in Edmonton. Brendan Escott back to wrap up Oilers Now after this. This is Oilers Now with
0: Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad, A
1: couple of great storytellers on today's edition of Oilers Now. Always great to hear from uh, from all three of those guests. Ross Perkins with uh, an interesting perspective as somebody who was around this team before it was the team as we know it. The Edmonton Oilers, I mean. Um, just just cool. It's cool to take a step outside of, uh, of the day-to-day stuff. Uh, hey, Royal Pizza celebrating 50 years here in Edmonton and they're still making it great. On now through October, Royal Pizza is offering the combo special. Your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for $50. You can pick that up at any one of their 14 Edmonton locations. So again, I apologize. The text line has been kind of intermittent throughout the course of this show, but we do have a couple coming through now. Andrew D. wonders, my thoughts or opinions on a possible rule change with adapting to the speed of the game, the way McDavid got hurt, there should be a change that if a player beats a defenseman, there should be no more driving and reaching the Stick around to try to, quote, get the puck first, would create more goals and remove dangerous trips at high speeds. <sighs> it's, uh, that's a tough one. It's such a gray area for me because you can't, you're not going to slow the game down. But what are you asking of a defender when he gets beat to turn around and just skate back towards the goal? It's, it's something that's been ingrained in a hockey player for... You know 20 years by the time that they're uh, stalwart in the league i don't see a solution to that i'm still of the belief and lynch me if you need to lynch me on this one mark giordano was not trying to injure Connor mcdavid by taking his feet out he was trying to make a defensive play on the puck yes it was the last game of the season no it didn't mean anything to the oilers but these are hockey players they do this for a living you can't ask them to take something that's, you know, out of the fiber of their being that they've been trained to do. I, I can't see a situation where the league is going to curb that because incidental contact is always going to be there. It's not as if, you know, you can make a rule change on an icing, which has really curbed the amount of dangerous plays that we've seen there. I, I don't know that you can tell a defender that once he's beat, he can't play defense. Simply put, that's my opinion. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel. You can join Oilers now on two great road trips, one to Chicago or to Tampa Bay, and that includes a five-night Caribbean cruise. For reservations, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. On this day back in 2001, we've been talking about it. A longtime member of the Oilers organization, Garnett Ace Bailey, not to be confused with Irvin, uh, he passes away in the terror attacks on the World Trade Center. He played for the WHA's Oilers in 1978-79, mentoring a young Wayne Gretzky. Following that, was a coach of the minor league affiliate before stepping into a scouting role from 1981 to 1994. He was, at the time of his death, the director of Pro scouting for Los Angeles. So we remember those as we do every year on this date. Uh, Tonight on 6.30 Chet, we'll have um, Reed Wilkins with Inside Sports. Sounds like a fluid show, but you can bet there'll be a little Eskimos talk and you can bet there'll be some Oilers talk as well. Oilers uh, rookies were on the ice today at West Edmonton Mall. That's wrapped up, but uh, tomorrow the team's back in town for physicals, the whole team I'm saying, and then Friday main camp gets underway Regular uh, exhibition action. That's on Monday, September 16th. The Winnipeg Jets in town. Tomorrow on the show, Bob returns. We got SportsNet's analyst Louis Debrus coming soon, though, to a Thursday near you. We got the confirmation via text message. It's the return of Brian Burke, presented by our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Always a pleasure sitting in the hot seat. Uh, appreciate the contributions on the text line, although we didn't get to too many of them today. But uh, keep them coming. We'll get Bob's insights on uh, everything that's happened in the world of Edmonton Oilers hockey this time tomorrow. For now, my friends, Brendan Escott saying so long from the 630 Chat Studios.